Hello everyone and welcome to this edition of the All The Anime Podcast being brought to you on Friday the 27th of March 2020. I'm Jeremy Graves and I am joined as per usual by the one and only Mr. Andy Hanley. My transformation sequence has completed. I am here. Sexy. (laughs) There you go. And the other voice you heard just then everybody because we've got more than just us on the show today. That was Mr. Keith Copping. Hello everyone. Uh, and then we had the the wonderful magical dulcet tones of one cat hall. Hello there. Oh, very nice. There you go. All <laughs> three. Mm. So everybody, we've got a bit of a different show for you today. Now, we've been talking about it over the past week during our other shows, but we're now going to be focusing on a particular show each week, the first few episodes or so. Who knows, it may change it sometime down the line. But for now, we're at the first few episodes of a particular show that we have chosen and are going to be watching. Today, the focus is very much on... I think it's fair to say an, an institution in the in the, the manga and anime world, something that chances are a lot of people may not have seen. Chances are a lot of people may have seen a version or something of this in some way, shape, or form. It is the classic show Card Captor Sakura, which you can watch now on Channel 4's All 4 streaming service, which is a service completely free to use as well. So what you're waiting for, go and watch it. Today we are going to be discussing not only just Card Captor Sakura in general, our experiences with it. And also the first three episodes. And then there is probably also a couple of other things that the guys are not aware of that I've got planned as well that I'm going to throw at them. Whoa, so we'll see spicy. what happens there. <laughs> I know, right? So I suppose, first of all, let, let's just begin with, I suppose, each of our our, our own histories with Cardcaptor Sakura. So, uh, Andy, why don't we start with you? H- how did you first become aware of Cardcaptor Sakura as best as you can remember? And is this your first experience with the show? Yeah, so this is my first time watching the anime at all. Um, I think this is one of those series that, you know, I've been aware of for a long time simply because, you know, just simply by the name and kind of, you know, it's sort of a a landmark in the whole magical girl genre. Like that and Sailor Moon are kind of, you know, set the template for so many series that came after. Um, So my only real experience with it is relatively recently I I grabbed the first um, omnibus volume of the manga um, I'd read through that and, and had a really good time reading it. So, uh, yeah, it was kind of cool to, to jump from that to actually start watching the uh, the anime adaptation. And Kat, what about you? Oh, man, I can't remember when I first watched it. Like, this is, like, late 90s. And obviously it was Sailor Moon and Karkata Sakura were the two sort of magical girl shows at the time on, like, TV. I think it was, like, Channel 3, like, CITV, they screened it, they showed it, and then, like, on, um, you know, like, uh, not Cartoon Network, maybe Nickelodeon. I honestly I think Nickelodeon had it, yeah. Yeah, so I just watched it there, and I just fell in love with it, and, like, I remember I had a, a friend at the time, we would, like, pretend that I was um, Tomoyo, and, like, she, she was Sakura, and, like, we'd draw tons of fan art and stuff as a kid, and, like, I just... Yeah, so it kind of for me, Karkata Sakura is like proper nostalgia factor, and it goes way back. It's kind of like for, that's my magical girl anime at my roots, I guess. Whereas everyone else is Sailor Moon, I was like Karkata Sakura, kind of like I guess like PlayStation versus Nintendo. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> so Keith, how about you? Oh god, yeah. My uh, my first encounter with uh, Card Captor Sakura was when I was actually at university in the uh, early thousands. Uh, my housemate at the time uh, was he was a pharmacy student, and uh, when he was blitzing his final study and dissertation period, he had a uh, import version 
of the entire series that you'd have playing constantly. And uh, naturally, me being a uh, complete shitlord just took the mick out of him for uh, watching this weird little uh, girly show. Where every <laughs> any time I poked my head in his door to see how he was doing. So yeah, I took the mick out of him for months until finally, you know, when, once he died in his dissertation, and he handed off the set to me and said, "Look, just watch it and shut up." And I was like, <laughs> "Fine, fine." I watched the first couple of episodes, and yeah, actually ended up watching all of it because it is actually a delight that show, and it taught me not to be a complete shitlord as well about what other people like. <laughs> so you have actually seen all seventy episodes of it then? Oh yes, yeah, watched through it all. Blimey! Well, well, for me. Aside from the, the the card captor in inverted commas Nickelodeon show that Cat referenced, I've seen like little bits and bobs of that when it was airing. But other than that, this is literally my first experience completely with Card Captor Sakura. I'm very aware of it as a franchise, and I'm sure through just general cultural osmosis, I'm probably far more aware of it than I realize currently. But this is literally my first experience watching any of it. So it, it, I sort of went into this very blind, vaguely having an idea as to what I may be about to experience. And and like you say, it, 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 it is certainly a show that has left its mark and you can clearly see the influences that it has on, on just anime in general today. It is very much part of that realm of Sailor Moon as well. So you, you can definitely see how things have progressed since then. So for those not aware, just to give a little bit of backstory or history, I suppose, because we may as well set the scene here a little bit. If I have got my information correct, and feel free to send me a correction if I have got this wrong, anybody. The show, <laughs> ran, the show ran in Japan from 1998 to 2000. It was produced by Madhouse, who have done so many anime, to say the least, so it's insane. And that's probably why, when on the podcast a couple of days ago, Andy, I referenced the animation quality of the first episode. As soon as I actually looked up after the fact it was done by Madhouse, it kind of made complete sense for me then. Yeah, for sure. In terms of the director, it was Morio Asaka, who, just to give a couple of other credits for anyone interested, includes di- directing credits for Galaxy Angel, My Love Story, Chihaya Furu, and uh, one for Keith here, if you've seen the Final Fantasy VII Last Order OVA, also directed that. Ah, I did enjoy that OVA. It was really good, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, I wish I could get hold of it. <laughs> There you go. And the original story by Clamp. And as I mentioned, 70 episodes total split across three seasons. In terms of a synopsis, as it were, here, let's see how this goes. <laughs> Ten-year-old Sakura lives a pretty normal life when her older brother, Toya, and widowed father, Fujitaka. Or she did until she returned home from school to discover a glowing book in her father's study. After opening the book and releasing the cards within, Sakura is teased with collecting each of these magical cards while balancing her life as a normal fourth grader. Join Card Captor Sakura on her heartwarming tale of love, excitement, and adventure. Hells yeah. Yeah, that's a fairly concise <laughs> you know, summary. good. Yeah, that's pretty much it. I mean, you could probably boil it down even further to uh, Girl Catches Magical Cards. <laughs> is that the ultimate elevator pitch right there? Yeah, yeah. Know, she's reluctant and Kiro's just like, well, you shouldn't have let them out. It's your yeah. fault. And it's like, it was a freaking accident. Yeah. She's like, you shouldn't have been asleep. I know. It's so good. It's yeah, so okay. good. I feel at some point he is practically like gaslighting her. It's like, this is all entirely your fault. And it's like, not yeah. really. Like, there are, there are complexities He's... to this story. Yeah. 
And there were like so many other little random details. It's like, oh, you know, I've been asleep for 30 years. And it's like, why are you the guardian then if you've been asleep? For 30 years, yeah. <laughs> well, that all gets explained later in the show. I know. Oh, that's, oh, that's okay. That's cool. Yeah. So, the, so the thing I will say, so just to sort yeah, there's, of... Give... There's, there's, no le- there's, no, there's no lazy scripting in that No, one. no, no. Everything, everything, everything happens planned. for a reason. And that's because I was thinking about it there. And obviously I won't say because spoilers, but I was just excited because it's like... It's just good storytelling from Clamp, and they've always been so good at like just having everything tie together. And oh, I'm excited for you, Jeremy. <laughs> I'm so excited. <laughs> so, for I, you. I, so you you just mentioned Clamp there, and one of the things about Clamp is it's sort of this all encompassing universe that cr- that yeah. can cross over in certain ways, or there may be references. Yeah. Just to ask outright, because I literally don't know, does Card Captor Sakura cross over with any other franchise in Clamp, or is it pretty standalone? Yes. Hundred percent, yes, it does. Okay. Um, oh, cool. Primarily, Tsubasa Chronicles as well. That's like because yeah, well, that, that's that's kind of like the central thread that uh, yeah, draws it literally universes, isn't it? And there's stuff that happens in the later. I think on the OVA for Tsubasa Chronicle that has like insane amounts of references for Karkata Sakura and like weird sort of meta. Meta gaming, so to speak, that happens in that in like that OVA and things. So yeah, like he says, that one sort of is kind of like the the different worlds kind of thing going on. So it kind of lets them play around with all their all their characters and all their series and stuff. Yeah, they Sebas is basically Clamp's version of uh, Stephen King's Dark Tower. Yeah. <laughs> When it comes to focusing on episode one specifically for a few moments, I think one of the things I really enjoyed about it was just how concise it was as an episode. Because Mm -hmm. when it comes to a pilot episode of anything, there's a chance, perhaps especially nowadays with certain anime, where they may try and drag it out over like a couple of episodes to really establish what is is going on and what's going to happen. But this is just... 90s anime, man. You know, TV space is at a premium. You've got to get to the point and get your audience in because you had to watch it week by week. This is before binge culture. Exactly. Exactly. That, that's what I was going to say. Is that it? And it, it's something I've been saying as well when talking about Eureka Seven on the recent podcast as well. Is that sort of going back and watching these older, much more long form anime. It kind of makes you appreciate it more because, especially of that high animation quality, maybe the way that they're not dragging out the story, but it allow it gives it time to breathe. And this is a perfect case of this where they throw a lot of bits of information at you, but it's all crucial information and you just retain it really, really easily. And I thought that was one thing that was very, very well executed with the first episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I really like that about the first episode as well. Cause like basically you get introduced to kind of every major important character. You get a good quick kind of good pricey of like, this is, this is their deal. This is their sort of, you know, character traits. This is their relationship to Sakura. And then it still finds time to, you know, have her, you know, capture the first card as well because i think a lot of series probably in modernity would have kind of cut off at a cliffhanger of like oh no the cards have escaped and then you know use an entire second episode for the first one of probably would have cut off at the point where she was about to face the first card that's yeah Yeah. exactly yeah whereas this you know it it gives you a good concise like oh here's the kind of general outline of what is going to happen on a week-by-week basis with this show and it gives you a very good kind of 360 degree view of like okay this this is what i'm getting into and uh yeah like I i was definitely sold on it from that alone yeah, honestly, like, and from like you saying from a storytelling point of view, like for me and for my own work and stuff, that's one of my favorite influences or like sort of 
compact genre of just having like you know like in Doctor Who it's the monster of the week and in Karkata Sakura it's the card of the week so like every episode okay this is the one card that features so it's almost like a standalone episode but not quite because there is the overall arc as well um, and by having like a center point where it is like we need to capture this thing in this episode it just for me makes that more satisfying to watch than having like anime where the the MacGuffin is like 10 years away and it's mostly them just talking about everything else but in this one it's like her life still exists but also she has to capture a card and that's thrown into there as well uh, another thing i really loved as well like we talked about how you're introduced to like a lot of the essential characters who you'll become you'll you'll get to know very quickly and become acquainted with i did love how like sakura was just like giving little mini descriptions of each character mm, mm-hmm. like when they're talking about um when they're talking about her her friend tomoyo i think it was it's like oh you know she she likes to use her camera i'm 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 one of her favorite models it's just little 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 mini details like that it's just such simple dialogue but it's a way to instantly put just to know a character's personality and get to know them, and again, it's just for a first yeah, a episode. Bit, I thought it was like really, really strong. Thoughts thing, yeah. Yeah, and she's also super rich and has like ten bodyguards and a whole wardrobe of clothes that she's just made for Sakura. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I mean, let, let, let's let's just say right now, Tomio is kind of grey. Like, she's, oh yeah, completely. <laughs> like for, for for all of the the weirdness when you actually kind of start digging into like what's going on with her and Sakura, she's kind of great and, and awesome in these. Yeah, first I love her. I honestly Honestly, she was my favorite as a kid as well. And just because, like, and also 90% of the outfits that Sakura, oh, 100% of the outfits she wears are just one of the biggest things I loved about that show as well. Because it was just design a different outfit for every episode. So, okay, right. So, you you know what? Let's go in, going, sorry, Jeremy. That's right. Going on to that, because it's been a while since I've watched the show and what watching it now i just didn't appreciate quite how well animated it was and mm, it's like with mm. like the cat says uh, with uh tom with uh, sakura getting a different costume literally every episode you know you need a budget for that because you're effectively yeah. having to do new character sheets for every time you do that but that was like one of the things i love about clamp's work as well is just like in their manga and stuff is all the outfits that they have for all the characters are always so freaking amazing and, like, I guess, like, me, obviously, for Sakura, her dresses and that are, I mean, I'm, I might be wrong, but, like, obviously influenced by, like, Lolita culture and stuff like that, because there's a lot of frills, like, a hell of a lot of frills. And, like, <laughs> the thing I love about clamp stuff as well is the wing motif that they always put in a lot of their work as well. Um, so, like, obviously, if you'll notice, especially Jeremy, you'll notice it, like, in her outfit in episode um, like every, I can't remember. I was thinking about episode four there, but like every episode, she's wearing something or has something that's like a, like a little wing thing on it or something, or pajamas with wings on it. And like, oh my god, sorry, I just remembered. Like, you know, the doll sitting on her bed as well. Oh, the, like, the one of her. Yeah, yeah I, I was. That, so this was that's this important. was going to be something. This was actually something I was going to bring up. There are lots of like little random things so that I noticed. See, see that doll on the bed. That that is like. A huge like e- Easter egg hint at something like that's going to be a million episodes later. That's how good it is. Like when I saw it, I was like, "Oh yeah, I remember that." And it's just the stuff like that that you're just like, they've planned that from the start. It's great. <laughs> so it's still on the costumes, uh, the mm. on 
at the end of each episode uh, before the i think it's before the next episode preview you get that little kind of uh, oh the kiro check yeah. <laughs> yeah. kiro's corner whatever it was this the, oh the, yeah kiro's the, the, corner this, in the novana dub <laughs> yeah the, the, this is part of the this is part of sort of what i wanted to get onto as well and sort of moving on to like the second episode as well now part of the way i figured out there was going to be like a lot of costume changes in this show was when they started it like on the first was Kira's it the corner, full of costumes <laughs> <laughs> well it, i should okay so yeah that true but at the end of the first episode it's when they were like focusing on the school uniform and sort of going into way way more detail than i could have actually anticipated about you know oh check out the pleats on the skirt and i'm thinking this is very specific. This probably yeah. means there's going to be a lot of different costumes. Uh, and then we go to the second episode, and then uh, as Tomoyo get what is it meets up with Sakura late night at the school mm-hmm. with her with her random four bodyguards, you know, yeah. sure. And um and then she's got her van that's a wardrobe with a bajillion costumes in it. It was just a wonderful moment when you even see Sakura's face of what the heck is this? Yeah. And then she I, just gets thrown in. And whoa. then she basically and she also adds, "I'm basically your costume designer for everything you do." Yeah, I love it. That I, honestly, as a kid, I was just—it was the most magic, like <laughs> magical thing ever. Just seeing that friendship and like my favorite line in that episode is where like Sakura's like, "Oh wow, I don't." It's not often you meet your friend like you meet someone that has their own bodyguards, and then Tomoyo was like, "Well, it's not often that you meet someone that has magical powers," and that just sort of solidifies that they're both just as awesome as each other. Like no one person's better than the other, even though she's got tons of money. She's got magical powers, so it's just like so wholesome that it's like just even uh. even so though. If I'd been Sakura, I would have been like uh, you know, as as I'm about to go into unknown danger, you know, four bodyguards would be really damned useful. Yeah. Just <laughs> yeah, it's amazing. I just I love, love the fact as well that when they pull up, you know, with this heiress who is obvious. You know, it's obviously uh, from a family important enough that she needs four bodyguards. Yeah, it's and so it's good. Like, yeah, we're just going to leave you in the dark. And Call us when you want picked up. Yeah, it's like <laughs> I'm getting mixed messages here. It's so good. Oh, I love this show so much. Yeah, but I mean, it, it is it is one of the fascinating things that makes this series still feel fresh now because I mean, even modern magical girl series now, like you have the very clear delineation that like, oh, you know your magical girl kind of self has an outfit like singular and you know that is just part of like the transformation sequence which i mean you know i joked about it at the top of this episode there is no transformation sequence here because it's literally just like oh tommy has just designed all these outfits for me and like you know it's very different in that kind of core piece of it set up to i think basically every other magical girl series i've seen like i can't think of anything else that does quite this with it they, have, they, don't, they don't have the Tomoyo support crew, yeah. No. <laughs> yeah I think that's. I think, I'm, makes... I think I just found the name of the episode there. Tomoyo <laughs> <laughs> support crew. I think that for me, that's why as a kid, I loved Carcat de Sakura more than again because I didn't watch Sailor Moon and it had all the transformations in that. But it's because minus the magical powers, it really makes you feel it's proper slice of life, like. She is just an ordinary girl with magical powers, great, but she doesn't, like you say, get the sequence where she transforms. It's almost like she's just wearing, getting different uniforms each time, and that's like that's like every day when you pick out an outfit to wear to work or go to the shops and that, you want to look good. And she has to still, or Tomoyo decides that for her, rather than the magical powers giving her a fancy outfit or anything. And it's just that sort of more, again, like slice of life, 
feeling. It's hard to describe. It just makes it feel more raw, I guess. And I think like anyone could be like that, I guess, if they wanted, except yeah. for having the best friend that makes outfits for them. But... <laughs> I just, I, yeah, it just kind of feels more grounded because yeah. even though even though it's all magic and mystery, it you know it's it just I love it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I I think that also kind of plays into another element of it in terms of the actual like cards that she's trying to catch here like there is a genuine feeling of like peril to this stuff because although mm. she has like magical power it doesn't really feel like it's all that kind of all-encompassing like it's not the kind of typical like i'll oh, just wave this magic stick and fix everything yeah, like there's yeah. actually like i mean especially like the, the first card that she has to catch is kind of terrifying when you actually look at it because it's mm -hmm. just like this huge behemoth and she's just this little kid who's just like had all this problem dumped on her and it's like and, that's actually and yeah, despite that she just kind of flings herself because I when she's she like skating the side, up the wall yeah. and just launches herself onto the back of this gymnastic. thing and I'm like fair play I love it that she says I mean you need to especially I realised after the end of the third episode you need to take a shot every time she says I thought I was going to die because <laughs> <laughs> she says a lot. Because you will die if you do yeah, that. It's just, I think this happened, it's all coming back to me now, but it does happen a lot more in more later episodes as the cards become more challenging. But episode three really gives you an insight to like what how she has to actually intellectually think about how she's going to tact tactically capture these cards. It's not like other Magical Girl anime where it's like, we're going to just throw our bodies into this and try and defeat the enemy. Because, like, in the third episode, obviously, she's like, how can I capture water? Like, how is that going to work? And Kiro's like, that's not going to work. And she has to think about it. And then eventually comes up with a plan that does work, but that involves her friends helping out and stuff. Yeah, I think that, that, that was a point that definitely kind of sold me on, like, the broader premise of the series. Because the phrase kind of monster of the week kind of gets thrown around as a, as a sort of disparaging remark in the case of a lot of anime. And I was worried mm -hmm. that it was... It's going to be like, oh, yeah, I'm going to figure out the formula of, you know, card appears, Sakura does the thing, problem gets fixed. But, yeah, like, episode three is a really good example of, like, actual lateral problem solving of, like, okay, this is not – I don't have any – explicit equipment or any cards existing that will just fix this problem and capture this card for me yeah. like how do I figure it out and then you know you have a good episode that kind of builds that up through to the like you know like you say getting everybody involved to actually solve the issue at hand yeah because yeah, especially this early on as well where she doesn't have any cards basically yeah. it's really difficult because I mean, things she does have to take on more challenging cards later, but she also mm -hmm. starts building up this armory, basically this skill set of oh, uh, so good. <laughs> different abilities as she captures all the cards. But even then, it doesn't become easier for her because the later cards get really tough, yeah. and she There's has like... to use everything. And she still has to employ that kind of thinking because uh... vague memories of some of the later ones, some of the real, really mad mental gymnastics she has to pull combining the different things together in order mm -hmm. to bring down the really really ultra level cards towards the end it's and like stuff. it's oh i forgot what i was gonna say oh crap my brain just well, 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 while you try and remember cat I'll, I'll jump in with the point that i've got in <laughs> what no no just because i've got a point ready but to go back to the point about the, the peril in this show a, a couple of the things that that really stood out to me about these three episodes were as was mentioned, like the, the, the essentially the card she has to tackle in the first episode, it's a freaking giant bird. And mm. when she has to skate up the side with her rollerblades, which is a really awesome moment, not only from an animation point of view, but also from a, just a character point of view. Well, yeah, she just flings herself in there. Yeah. It's just yeah, like exactly. Yeah. 
But when you look at it from the perspective of she's literally been thrown in at the deep end, uh, quite literally, just been told, nope, just come out and come out in your PJs, get your rollerblades on. We got to get get this card back. Mm-hmm. She is really not equipped at all to do this. All she's got is her magic baton, which she doesn't know how to use. And she's got to just deal with it. But then there's this moment where she just suddenly has um, um, just that, that, that spark in her brain. She skates up the side of a freaking concrete wall and backflips onto the back of this bird. <laughs> and th- there's, a, there's just a wonderful moment of when you think about other shows like this in general, be it something like A Sailor Moon, or be it something, just to take another example, like Power Rangers, for example. When you think about Sailor Moon, Usagi is quite a klutz, but she's basically told what to do in order to get the job done. And as she gets more confident, she obviously figures it out more and maybe has other influences from the other Sailor Scouts and stuff. Mm. In Power Rangers, they've all got some kind of ability. For example, a few of them do karate, some do gymnastics, one's a bit of a scientist and whatnot. They've all got something which lends itself to a situation that can help them or combine as a team. But Sakura literally just has to do it and just comes up with that on the fly. So from yeah. a character point of view, it's a really blooming strong showing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, to, to be to be fair as well, it's kind of established in that first episode that she is a little bit of a gy- gymnastics prodigy yeah, as well the, with what she does in the yeah. squad. Yeah, and definitely agreed. And, yeah. But the, the other thing that comes across as well, which which was another thing that sort of really sold me on this, it was actually in episode three where I was fully sold on this after really enjoying the, the, the costume bus, if you will, in episode two. <laughs> but episode three, it was actually the level of peril that was actually involved. Obviously, yeah. the giant bird thing, you're like, okay, that was pretty damn cool. Maybe a bit of luck. Second episode, it's the shadow card, which is pretty daunting when you essentially have all the shadows of the students of the school. How the hell are you going to get rid of them and whatnot? But in the mm-hmm. third episode, it's literally someone being pulled under and nearly drowning. And yeah. the bit where like the and the bit where like the penguins nearly going to drown, I was genuinely worried. <laughs> and the, but the yeah, amount of peril it establishes when you think about that this is a show for kids. I don't know what time slot this may have been airing in Japan, but you think about the, just the, the high bar that they have set with the level of peril and danger involved. It it, um. it really shows it sh- it puts it on a different level compared to other shonen shows of the time. I would assume that yeah. you it's, could it's, establish from a danger point of view. It's a little weird, this one, actually, because uh, I'm, I'm not sure what uh, how exactly they've achieved this effect. But, uh, I mean, you met, you mentioned the peril going on. Mm. The, the way it's balanced, I mean, yeah, there is, there is a genuine sense of peril throughout the show. But at the same time, even with that, the, it doesn't lose, the show doesn't lose its kind of feeling of wholesomeness. It is re- I've never really watched a, a show like it before or since where... Yeah. They've got this strange balance between yeah, you do feel like you know the characters in genuine are in genuine danger. There are genuine stakes going on here, but at the same time, you feel like everything's still gonna be okay because everything is just so, just so nice. She's she's so optimistic considering she nearly died like a million times in the series. So <laughs> she's like, I can do it. It'll be fine, even though she's always struggled like at the start and. And I think because the friend, like the family as well, like her brother and her brother's best friend, and like her dad, and everyone's just so wholesome in that. It's like, it just, yeah, it kind of doesn't yeah, sugarcoat. It's more, it just gives it that overall wholesome feeling, like you're saying. Yeah, I just, I just remember from some of the later episodes when I was watching it the first time, I was just sitting there going, "You go, you go, you can do it." Yeah, you go, girl. And <laughs> um, I, re- I remember what I was going to mention. It's like. 
even though like obviously there's that element of trying to capture the cards and their behaviors there's also like the i couldn't think of a better word the political aspect of the cards relationships with each other as well because it it gets it they do cover it in episode two they do say like all the cards that you have are like wind aspected cards and such they won't be good against water but it it later on in the series without spoiling in that it, like Kira, I, no Kira does point out in this third episode about how like the main elements in that are stronger but also the cards do have relationships with each other as well as cards like how they get along and stuff and I'm sure that gets cut like again it's foggy for me but I'm sure that gets highlighted more in the later seasons and yeah, that like the relationship really uh there's some really big things later to do yeah with that. so and, and that just plot points that adds more sort of social aspects to an otherwise magical girl anime because i guess in like sailor moon it is just like obviously it's they're all physical people and they're all dealing with like you know all the uh, sailor scouts and that are dealing with their own things but for this card captor is basically the mum, and she's looking after all these cards and all the cards have conflict with each other whatever and she has to like try and help them out as well and yeah, it's not just about her and like her friends and family and that. The cards now have their own political discourse going on, so to speak. Andy, anything you would like to add at all? <laughs> no, no. I mean, I think that's... Uh, I, I agree with all of that stuff. And yeah, like I think, you know, episode by episode, looking at these first three, like they all have really strong kind of standalone stories. I mean... Like, I think that the whole shadow thing in episode two, like, that could easily just be, like, a Doctor Who episode or something. Yeah, and it would yeah. work just as well. Like, you know, there, there, there's some really good ideas that are just clearly, like, running all the way through the series to give it a good, strong start. The other thing I did want to touch on was, because obviously on all four, you could watch it with the English dub. That is the option that you have to watch it. And I, having just done a quick check as well, for anyone interested, it's the first 35 episodes of the show that you can watch on all four right now. So in terms of the English dub, I thought it was really, really strong. And I know we referenced the card captor version of the show as well, which, again, I remember nothing of. Kat, you might be able to remember some of it more than oh, I can. Like the, yeah, I double-checked. It is in no I can never pronounce it. Novena or Novana, whatever. Um, <laughs> one of those dubs. I checked. That was the one that aired in like the early 2000s, late 90s, early 2000s here. Um, that was a dub I heard. So hearing this new dub or the one that's more faithful in, to like the original translation with no cuts and that, it's weird because I'm so used to hearing Sakura with like a more. She's called Sa- Sa- Sakura Avalon. They change all the they change the names. Wait, what? So I'll have a list of it here. They change the names. So I kept trying to I kept wanting to say Madison instead of Tomoyo because they call her Madison Madison in that dub. Oh, oh my god, god really so the li- so well, sakura, the, the bad old days of sanitizing yeah, yeah. so sakura was sakura, Sa- sakura avalon and um, L- siron lee is lee Sharon, and um, his cousin mailing lee is mailing ray and then toya is tori um uh madison <laughs> tomio daidoji is madison taylor um where's the friend I f- he's called um Tori is a brother. What was it? What was she? Oh, Julian. That's the name of the <laughs> best friend. Julian Actually, Star, which is very on the nose. Um, I'm, I'm curious. Considering Keith, you would know why. <laughs> hmm? 
I'm, I'm curious, Kat, because I, I never I never saw the bastardized version. Cause... Oh, I, I've seen that's the one I have. Um, yeah, because the, the one I because the one I started on, I was fortunate. I got the basically unedited uh, subtitled yeah. version back in the day. But considering all the name change things, uh, how how did they do deal with the food? Because they you know because great animation quality in that show, the food looks amazing, I think and it, it's all I, traditional I, Japanese food. So I think it was, was it all jelly donuts? Or? I think it was fine because I was obviously watching the pancakes app, and they called it hot cake, which is what you have called hotukeku in Japan anyway, which is one of the types of pancakes. So that seemed fine. I think it is just pancakes and stuff, and like. I, I can't remember the food aspect. Maybe I wasn't as hungry for food as a kid, but I think it was fine. It wasn't like Pokemon. It wasn't like the four kids dub. Um, the other thing I was thinking that they had they had cut out bits like so. You know how like I was watch. You know when like how thirsty basically Sakura is for. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, so <laughs> for, so for thirsty. Not Julian for Yukito. <laughs> They didn't have that in the in the dub I watched. They removed the parts where she's fl- you know when the flowers appear around her. I don't recall that being in the version I watched as a kid. Yeah, because I, th- I think they, they cut that a out. lot of the relationship aspects. Yeah, like the teacher very... student one, or like the older student and the younger girl one. I think they removed. Well, I, like... I don't want I don't want to give spoilers as well, but uh, the relationship that involves her brother as well. Oh yeah, yeah, which is just amazing. <laughs> oh, and it's you know what? Oh god, it's funny because obviously Jer- Jeremy, Andy cover you yours, but like, because Keith will know because you've read the manga as well, haven't you? And you've seen the original one, so it's like, but it's just like when I was watching when um uh, Yuki's uh, Yuki, <laughs> I want to call him Julian. When Julian comes <laughs> to the door, and like she didn't know how to open the door. Because she, she had her hands filled with a tray with the food, and he's like, "Oh, you did say you were going to come up." Like, because she's like, "How did you know I was going to be there?" It's just stuff like that that you're like, they thought about everything, yeah. and I can't say any more on that because obviously it'll just ruin it. But like, oh, it's I, so I, I good. will say, I, I did wonder when that happened because I thought, oh, maybe you oh, just heard Jeremy, her walking no, up the stairs. They so Clamp have spun a large web of intricate storytelling that it's like comics when they just randomly you know throw something out in a panel and then like a couple of issues later it comes back and it's like the most important thing ever and so many relationship strings as well yeah all of it comes back and i'm so excited for you guys because i want to get messages and you guys going oh my god i didn't realize like it's (laughs) it's like on the on the surface it's this amazing like magical girl anime and it's cute and it's clamp and you know it's about the young girl achieving things but then it's just it just gets deeper and like but not darker it just gets more wholesomely deep so to speak and it's just so good because it never the show never even when there is whenever even when things get really uh dire and peril ridden it's it never it's never kind of grim dark no depressing. no no it's not evangelion basically oh, God. <laughs> it's not even like madoka which is obviously a reverse on the trope of magical girl as well but yeah it's funny because i was thinking about there that like there was a you know like anime movie videos i mean you still get them right people still make amvs but yes yes they do the first one i watched was this car catcher sakura one and it's still on youtube now and it was like 2005 or something and i didn't even watch it on youtube it was on a you know like alta vista or something was it like it a was, real player or something yeah like a, yeah it was a magic it was a, a car catcher sakura music video someone had made to an enya song that i really like <laughs> and that was actually for me the pivotal moment of why i wanted to do video editing and stuff as a kid because it mm. was like so inspiring and I guess it's like come full circle because now I cut trailers for work and stuff and like 
And it was all thanks to Karkata Sakura and Enya, I guess, on the side. But Karkata Sakura. So thanks, Enya. Thanks, well, Enya. I, I, thanks, Enya's Sakura. Al- Enya's also a magical girl in her own way. She, she <laughs> is living does away she live in alone her... in a castle. Like... She does because she is insanely rich. Yeah, good, good for her. She just. Do you think she sings in the shower and like entire island can hear her? Just like. <laughs> well, because of the way she layers all her vocals, she has to take like a dozen showers in order to sing in the shower. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she just steps out of a shower into another shower. <laughs> well, that's why she needs the castle. It's like half of it showers. Yeah. It's those acoustics in the, sh- in the castle. It's amazing. It's so she oh can wander God. through it looking ethereal. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Andy. So uh, I guess as we sort of start to, to wind down this a little bit, uh, Andy, is, are there any other random thoughts that you uh, you know that you that you wanted to impart, or any random questions you had, or any just random things you noticed when watching the first three episodes? Uh, no, no, I don't think so, really. I mean, I, I think we've we've covered uh, all, all the major stuff. I mean, yeah, like it's, it's interesting to hear you guys talking about the, the foreshadowing stuff because that's that's a really some of that stuff is is dropped in really nicely in a way that. It's not that kind of big, somebody says something and then, you know, you have an obvious kind of cutaway or somebody's facial expression or something to give you a big nudge, nudge, wink, wink. Like that was that was a hint about something like it's just kind of there and it just sort of lives and breathes within the fabric of whatever's going it's on. It's very at that moment organic. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And so it's it, it's it's nice to know that those things are, are actual. They're, they're not just my imagination that they are actually no, no, no. Just sowing seeds there, but just in a really nice little subtle way that's just just there enough so that you know that it's happening but not enough to be a, a big kind of you know mic drop like oh no i, I see what's happening here moment cat anything from you um no i think i think andy's right we've covered a lot of the tracks and like yeah about the foreshadowing for anyone that is watching this for the first time don't overthink it because obviously it's still quite a cute sort of like size of life wholesome show and like andy was saying it's not like deep drops of hints it is just sort of little nods and subtle things that they've put in the show that yeah, later we're, on we're, we're not we're not on. we're not going full uh always sunny in philadelphia Matt, yeah we're not we're not way. like <laughs> spinning some sort of meta layered tale here it's just it's just stuff that makes if you sense want that, when go you to watch Subasa. it yeah yeah it's about oh my god don't <laughs> don't get me started in Savasa chronicles we'd be here all day man <laughs> that shows something else honestly like um but yeah um, and as well as like it for a better sort of understanding of like the of the clamp sort of if you were to get yourself into watching or reading anything that clamp have done Karkata Sakura would be my starting point personally um, yeah yeah definitely. It, to me that's like the sort of the center that's like the 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 catalyst for a lot of stuff that I later read or watched that was by clamp like um I still need to actually start and finish magic Knight Raynar. Rain Earth, um, Ray, Ray Earth, Ray Earth, yeah, Ray, no, I, yeah, I heard Rain Earth. Rain Earth. That's Rain a strange Earth. Thundercats crossover. <laughs> 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 Ray Earth. I was sure there was an N in the title, and I'm like, no, Rain it's Earth. probably not in it. Ray Earth. What are you? Um, <laughs> <laughs> what is this descendancy? <laughs> but yeah, yeah, Karkat Sakura to me is like the cornerstone of my my magical girl world, so to speak. Keith, any additional thoughts from you? Uh, not really. I just, I'm, I'm trying to remember because, again, it's been a while because I'm thinking about Tomoyo again. Is it, Kat, did, did they ever actually mention what her 
parents actually do what corporation they're head of. I think they do and I think it's I think it's mentioned in the movie as well the one where they go to Hong Kong I'm not sure. You know, a, oh no, a, the Hong Kong a, one's about Lee. I mean, yeah, Sharon, Sharon Lee. I was going to call him Lee. <laughs> oh God, I, you're going to be. I, I feel so sorry for you, Cat, having to deal sure. with all these names. I know it is confusing. Like it's not confusing too much because these are their true names, and I'll get used to them. But again, I guess growing up on a really wrongly named dub of like Madison and all that, I'm like, oh, that's what I grew up on. <laughs> it's like heiress um, and heirith. Yeah, and I think um, yeah, I think they do mention what her mum does. I'm sure they do. Because you know, it, it, a four a four person bodyguard team—that's a hefty security. Yeah, she's. Detail. I think it is something. I don't know if it is something to do with fashion, maybe, or it is like something corporate. It's something mad that she's clearly a precious, like, um, you know, legacy. Either that or totally yakuza connections, right? <laughs> now. I, you know what? <laughs> Judging by the outfits that the bodyguards are wearing, I would not be surprised if it was an all female yakuza gang going on in the That'd world be awesome. i know I, I just forgot how badass it was when they all get out the car and i was just like yes strong females it's so good <laughs> i'm so excited she, she's the daughter of the president of a toy company according to the internet uh, so oh, that, that would explain sugar it. that's why toys full of drugs that's why in the oh it's oh yeah in the forfeit oh i remember now there's a i think it's in the forfeit part one at where she they have these like little handheld walkie talkies yes like, yeah that, that's in episode three i think they get yeah. three yeah it's like, the, the, it's, they're not they're not at all cell phones yeah because she i remember in the original dub oh, it's like, like oh these are prototypes from my mum to for you to test out basically yeah, so, yeah, of course she's. And rich. she gave one to Caro as well, which made me laugh. Yeah, he gets his little. Oh, I love it when he gets his own little bow tie as well in the second out. <laughs> do, so do, 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 do you reckon this is also the reason why, like, Sakura is the only kid that still has a pair of roller skates in the late nineties? That like Tommy has just like foist them upon her as like, look, <laughs> it is. It totally look must probably. Be. Look, my dad's toy company is making these things. Nobody's buying them. Like, I need. I need a, a, a brand a brand influencer. Please wear these roller skates for me. And why her wrist guards have got her name like tattooed, like as I say, tattooed on. That makes no sense. Uh, like <laughs> labelled on them. <laughs> yeah, like drawn on with sharpie. That's actually actually, that's a, actually your 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 point there about influencer, Andy. Well, it'd be quite interesting if this was a show that was made now with the way uh, oh, technology God. and. Uh, yeah. Things like influencers, how how you know that would be brought into the show somehow. Yeah, yeah pr- probably. Just have to like collect the DLC from an ebook or something. <laughs> collecting cards, I don't know. Yeah, still collecting cards, but she'll be doing it on Instagram. Got to get those. <laughs> Got to get those numbers. So purely out of, in- I don't know, but on the more recent series, the um, what was it called from last year? Clear card was it? The clear card arc. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Do they still keep to that feeling very nineties, or have they, for lack of a better term, brought it more into the modern day? I've not actually seen it yet. No, that's cool. It was just out of interest in case anyone knew, because I didn't know if it any of us had good. seen it. it it's like, are you good. okay, Kat, the way you said it? Oh, I know, I was just a bit strained and was like, oh, I haven't watched it yet. It's but, like, yeah. I, betray- I betrayed Sakura. Oh, what, what, I'm sorry. What, what, what do I do? I'm oh, sorry, God. Madison. I mean, uh, oh, no, I got the name wrong again. So the only other thought I'll throw out is uh, the Kero's Corner stuff does make me laugh with how it's just lo- looking into the costumes. But I think my favourite note was the episode three one where he explains that her costume is waterproof. 
Yeah, but that's important because she went to an aquarium and she's catching. No, I know, but it just card. made me laugh. It's I like, oh laughing. yeah, Tomoyo plans ahead. Yeah, it's basically a full-on friggin' rubber fabric costume that she's wearing. It's great. Oh no, yeah, I'm not knocking it. I was just like, <laughs> oh yeah, that kind of makes sense if you're dealing with water. That would make sense. It's just uh, you know lo- logic. And it's like, so, um, so, oh, then no, no, go for it, cat. Go for it. A slight sidestep, but the one biggest thing that they had in the dub that I watched in the like the younger dub when I was younger is the music and the soundtrack is completely different and I need to find a clip from the old dub for you guys to listen to where it's more like 90s sort of like danger like 90s anime synths and stuff and like <laughs> there's a song that plays when she's skate uh, roller skating at the start in the first step that doesn't play in this one and I was like waiting for the song to start it's like a full-on English audio track Running like, along at the speed of sound. It was like, it's something like, just around the corner. Do, 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 do. It's like a proper pop track that they play. And they didn't have it in this one. And I was like, oh no, this is so different. I, I, I don't know if I can handle it from the trashy dub that I watched. <laughs> and it's just, honestly, there's so many different audio changes. And like, Hero's Corner has a whole different audio track. And like, the, the opening, if you've ever seen the, the opening to the this one, when they called it Car Catchers. And it's just like, car captors, a mystic adventure, car captors, a quest for all time. And they like just really westernized it, basically, and made it really like action-y, I guess, is the only way to put it. Well, um, I'm, I'm quite enjoying this uh, dub, actually, because, as I said, I'd, I'd only seen it subtitled before, and the, mm-hmm. the version that they've got on all four, I, I, they've done a really good job on the dub. It's what, really solid. Whenever the original dub was made, whenever this particular dub was made i think they've done a really good job this one's definitely closer to the japanese one um because it's not edited or anything and it's not cheesy like or hammed up or have pop audio tracks or really like i think kiro's voice is the only one i really liked in the other dub that i watched and they made him really sassy it was great (laughs) that's because he is 100 percent. yeah he's really he's really even worse than the old dub he's just like so like whoa like kind of like a sonic character i guess it's really (laughs) funny (laughs) so like we said everybody you can watch card captor sakura now on all four we'll make sure you really should watch it because it's great Uh, yeah like we said like we said first 35 episodes are on there we'll be getting a blu-ray release in the future we will have more details for you as we can share them but before we go I've oh got no. a little surprise for all of you. Oh no. oh, no. Is that a pop quiz? <laughs> yes. Ah! <laughs> I could say, is it a different outfit for us to wear every episode? Because <laughs> I, I, I really honestly, appreciate that on the podcast. You know? I'll, I'll be in Tomoyo and Keith can be Sakura and I'll follow him around with a video camera. Who's going to be Julian? <laughs> Julian! <laughs> I just so, think Julian from Jenna Marbles. <laughs> So what I've done is I've got some questions on each episode for you. But the way I want to do this, I need you guys to be really, really honest about this because it's very difficult for me to try and police this. I need you to think of the answer you want to say and then I'm going to get you to each say your answer one after another. Okay. So you need to have it in your brain and you can't change it if someone else like has said a different answer. you just got to go with it, okay? Oh, wow, this is hard. Someone get the thought police. (laughs) So... Right, so I'm going to attempt to keep some kind of score here, but inevitably this will probably go wrong. So, (laughs) so, episode one. In Sakura's introduction of herself, she says that she's a fourth grader at Tomohita Elementary School. She loves PE and music, but hates what? So I'll give you guys a few seconds to think of what she hates. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. You're good. Yep. 
So it's just, just a one word answer in this case. So think about what the subject is and we'll do it in the order of Andy, Cat, Keith when it comes to saying the answers out loud. So, Andy? I have no idea whatsoever. Okay, Cat? Maths. And Keith? Maths. You are both correct. Hey, we made it to the next round. Sorry, Andy. Sucks for you. <laughs> Andy has to wear the shit costume now. You know, originally, my my first answer was probably, like, my answer of what I would hate, and that was cleaning. And then I was like, wait, no, it's a subject, not just, like, a general <laughs> So, what I would say is this is a marathon, not a sprint. We've got a few questions to go yet. Okay. So, oh, we're, we're, still on episode, we're still on episode one until I say otherwise. <laughs> So the first time we see Sakura rollerblading to school, what foot is the foot brake on? What? <laughs> you, are Wait, the kind, not... you are the kind of person who makes really shitty pub quizzes. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Wait, they're not on both. No, no, think of it like this: you got a fifty-fifty chance of being right. Okay, I've I've decided. Yeah. Okay, so we'll do the same order again for answering out loud. So, Andy. Um. Left. <laughs> Cat. I was going to say the right fit. And Keith. Right. You're both correct. <laughs> now I will note that from a continuity point of view, it does change in some of the other episodes yeah. because I was I, I was annoyingly keeping an eye on it. Wow. All of us talking about all the cool little details, and Jeremy's like, I was keeping an eye on the brakes on her. <laughs> so, still on episode one. What colour are the pom-poms of the cheerleading club? Oh, 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 I oh, know I this. Know that. I know that. Oh, my hand's up. I know this. <laughs> I can't right. see that cat. Ah! <laughs> so, Andy. As the resident colourblind person, I'm going to guess yellow. Oh, crap. Sorry, mate. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jeremy, you are so insensitive. I know. Well, okay, Andy, I'll, t- I'll put it this way. What would you want them to be? Now, I'll, I'll, make, I'll exclude you from the question, but what would you what would you want them to be, if you could? <laughs> I think they were yellow. Cat? Yellow. Keith? Yellow. All of you correct. Yay! And Andy, I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> this will be reflected in your performance reviews. Uh, that's what I had a feeling was going to be said. So, who was the creator of the Clo Cards? Oh, no, wait. It is said in episode one No, no, who I know it's said, them. but um, my head scrambled with the dub from that I watched as a kid. No, it's fine. It's fine. I've got it. I got yeah, this. we're good. Yeah, okay. I got this, bro. I know okay. my god got this, so, girl. Andy? Is it like Chloe Reed or something? Cat? Chloe Reed. Keith? Chloe Reed. All of you are correct. Yeah! Cause, so they call it Clow in the series, but I was I always remember it as Clow. So it, it is spelt Clow, which was yeah. I'm sure is going to confuse me to no end. I'm curious I to think, know how it's pronounced in Japanese. Well, but. in the in the really like um, cheesy dub, it was Clow. Car characters of the Clow expect the unexpected now. So <laughs> <laughs> expecting the unexpected, it doesn't that become the expected? Yeah, don't ask me. The dub was weird. Okay. <laughs> so final question for episode one. Mm-hmm. How long did Kaberos say they were asleep for until the seal was broken? Oh, dude. Oh, we mentioned this during the podcast. Yeah. No, oh, it's like yeah, I tried to throw impression. a few little seeds in, didn't I? Think about mm-hmm. it. So, um, so, Andy. It was uh, 30 years. Cat? 30 years. Keith? 30 years. All of you correct. Yes. 
So, we move on to episode two now. And uh, for, for when it comes to answering the questions, in this round, we're going to do the, the order of Cat, Keith, Andy to give the answers out loud. Oof. This is a tough crowd. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to make this fair, you know, no, as fair no, as I can. No, no, I, I don't want to lead the group. Oh, no, I see this. I see where this is going now. I'm screwed. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm even first on episode three, which I didn't actually get round to rewatch. Know, I just <laughs> 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 Nicely played, Jeremy. Nicely uh. played. This will be reflect- reflecting your performance review, Keith. Oh, um, <laughs> So, episode two, question one. What time was Sakura woken up by Kiberos at the start of the episode? Uh, oh, no, wait, sorry. Are we all thinking about it, or are we done? It's, uh, I'm giving you a couple of seconds to think, so... Right, okay, because I remember thinking about it when it happened. 7 a.m. Okay, Keith? 7 a.m. Andy? 7 a.m. Correct, all of you. Excellent. Yep. Because I remember thinking that, and I was like, "What time is she going to school at? Like, what the hell?" Well, she's got, she's got to do the cleaning. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She, yeah. She's stalking Julian. I mean, uh, I forgot his name already. Yukito. <laughs> I, I almost, I almost said seven thirty. Then realized that's the time my alarm goes off. I was like, Wait, that's <laughs> what was the reason Sakura gave for heading to school early that day? Oh. <laughs> oh. Whoops! I kind of ruined that for you, didn't I? <laughs> Cat cleaning, cleaning duty. Sorry, just gonna Keith? be specific. Cleaning duty. <laughs> Andy, uh, yeah, cleaning duty. <laughs> Correct. All of you. Okay, we can't discuss anything now until these questions are done. <laughs> God, Keith, why did you have to spoil the quiz for? <laughs> Uh, it's not my fault Jeremy got to plan ahead. <laughs> Question three. How did Tomoyo capture evidence Sakura was flying the night before? <laughs> okay, a real answer, sorry. <laughs> Just going to be Cat. a joke answer. On, on our um, video camera, which Keith. records on tape, by the way, not digitally. Sorry, just had to say that. <laughs> Keith. Uh, video camera. Andy? Yep, on her camcorder. Correct. Oh, Oh, question four. True or false? Kiberos oh, no. says that most of the cloud cards don't appear until nighttime. Was that true or false? Did Kiberos say that during the episode? Cat. True. Keith. Sorry, you my you cut out for me. What did you say? So did Kiberos say most of the cloak cloud cards, sorry. Try it again. True or false? Kiberos says during episode two that most of the cloud cards do not appear until nighttime. Is that true or false? False. And Andy? True. The answer is true. Hey. I dispute <laughs> that. He said some of the cloud cards come out at night. Oh. That's what I said. Most of the cloud cards. No, some. Yeah, yeah, but the actual dialogue is some of them come out. <laughs> I think you'll find. <laughs> well, we shall wait until episode three then, won't we? I guess to find out how we're all going to perform in the quiz. Keep sliding. Keep sliding. Wounded. Wounded. So, oh, now, if you some... all don't get this at this stage, I'll be very disappointed. Let's catch up with those harsh brownies, Keith. <laughs> <laughs> how many private bodyguards were there when Tomoyo was dropped off at school? <laughs> oh, shh. Cat. Four? Keith. Four. Andy. Four. Correct, all of you. 
I thought there was five, but then I was like, I actually thought about how many seats were in the car, and that's how I remember. <laughs> I mean, I saw four. If there were five, then you're all wrong. So. No, because she kind of stands in the middle of them. She's like the the badass with the two on each side, so it's fine. Question six, the final question on episode two. How does Tomoyo help Sakura get rid of all the bad shadows, leaving only the actual bad shadow in its wake? <laughs> the actual bad shadow. Sorry. <laughs> I couldn't think of a better way to phrase no, that, I know right? What you mean. Um, so, cat. It turns on all the lights in the school. Keith. Yeah, it turns on all the lights in the school. <laughs> what she said. Andy. <laughs> yeah, she turns on the lights. All of you correct. Hey. <laughs> now we move on to episode three. Oh, good luck, Keith. You're going to need it. (laughs) (laughs) Question one. Her class ended up going on a social studies field trip. Each group went to a different public institution. Where did Sakura's group end up? Keith. (laughs) Going to say the aquarium. Are you sure about that, Keith? Uh, And then Andy. Uh, Yes, the aquarium. And Kat? The aquarium. All of you correct. (laughs) Oh, that was a really tough one. (laughs) Question two. Who was it that helped save the penguin get out of the whirlpool after the penguin show? Keith. Uh... Good luck, mate. Toya. Andy? Yeah, it was uh, Sakura's brother, Toya. And Kat? Toya. Correct. Why do we get into the second half of the episode? That's the one that Keith hasn't seen. <laughs> what is Sakura baking in the house? Keith. Uh, pancakes. Andy? Pancakes. Cat. Hotcakes. So. This is where some of you may hate me now. Hot cakes. The hot cakes. In the show, they are referred to as hot cakes. Uh, I actually talked about this in the podcast as well. Hot cake. So with that in mind, I am going to say the answer is hot cakes as Kat did actually refer to them that way. Oh, but so, so, so what actually said in the show counts now, does it, Mr. Graves? Oh, some, but not all. When I made the question about the, the cards, Keith, I heard the word that I heard. Oh no! <laughs> Selective hearing. <laughs> do, do you hear things often that aren't reflective of reality? <laughs> Sorry, Keith, I can't oh, hear you. The line suddenly got really bad. Oh. Sorry, it only chooses to hear you in the moment. Thank you, Jeremy. You're very kind. Question four: <laughs> What product from her mum's company does Tomoya give to Sakura? God, we've talked about all of these. I can't believe it. Keith. Uh, walkie-talkie slash mobile phone. Andy? Yeah, uh, walkie-talkies. Cat? The walkie-talkie cell phone things. I like the way Keith tried to cover himself there by, like, walkie-talkie mobile phone things. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's walkie-talkie like the... slash mobile phones. It's just it's like Cat was saying earlier in the episode, because... Uh... They get, they get like, ones in another episode which are, like, literal little earpieces and stuff like that later, because her mum's freaking rich, so she can make anything into a toy at this point. <laughs> So yes, all of you got that correct. Yes. So, question five. When Sakura nearly drowns, 
what had her and Yukito ordered in the cafe? <laughs> Sorry. Keith. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that exhale just goes on for five minutes. Like, <sighs> so this. It, so what? What they order on when they're in the cafe at the aquarium? What do they order? That's great. Hot cakes. <laughs> <laughs> Andy, um, a large vodka on the rocks. So if you say that again, you broke up there slightly. <laughs> a, a, a large vodka on the rocks. Okay, right, right. Thank you for clarifying. Uh, Kat? Uh, extra large strawberry shaved ice. <laughs> wow. Emphasis on the detail there. Cat correct. Yeah, it's because I watched it at lunch. So. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and because, finally. Because I was just saying, Toya's like... You, do you want an extra large one? And then he's, and then Julian is like, "Oh wow, you can get it in that size." And then everything goes to shit. So, oh, I swore. Oh well, but yeah. <laughs> no, I, think, I think I dropped a bomb earlier on. Yeah, it's fine. You can you can bleep. There we go. I bleeped it. It's fine. <laughs> so, final question in this in this very rinky dink quiz I've clearly put together. <laughs> Where does Sakura end up catching the water card, Keith? <laughs> we didn't actually talk about this actually no but actually I'm going to take a wild guess based on the earlier discussions about working out how to deal with it and I mm-hmm. reckon the most logical way to deal with uh, a water based one would be is was it in a freezer of some sort Andy it's a walk in refrigerator Cat. it's the freezer where they store the penguin food Giving that to all of you, yeah. Uh, yes. Also, in in terms of uh, little hinty kind of things, it's like technically it was uh, Julian that actually gave her the idea because he. It, oh wait, you guys haven't seen it, but like when they're sitting in the cafe and then he's just like, "Oh, it's a, it doesn't. It means that Toya doesn't need to be cold anymore because he had to go into the freezer a lot to get food for the penguins." And I was just sitting there like. Why is he saying this? And then I was like, is he, is what, is that a hint? What's going on? And then, yeah, sorry. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> so I have tallied up the, the scores. I'm pretty sure Kat won. I hope I've won. <laughs> no, I'm pretty sure you've like got every question right. So, <laughs> so uh, Keith, you got 14. Out of? 17. Ooh. Oh, that's not bad. <laughs> Andy, you got 13 out of 17. Which, considering hindsight being twenty twenty, I did ask a bit of a bad question, which you actually got right. Yeah, yeah, I got that right anyway. I'm not, I'm not that colourblind as it turns out. <laughs> uh, and Cat, uh, you are you are you got what I would describe as a perfect game, seventeen out of seventeen. Why? Thank you. Obviously, when it comes to the pancake hot cake thing, if you if you two want to add an extra point onto your scores, you can. But the, the official record states it was thirteen, fourteen, seventeen as the scores. Fair days. Congratulations to Cat. I thank you. I will I will be honest, if Cat had not won this, I would have been really worried. <laughs> so with that being said, everybody, thank you very much for tuning into this edition of the All the Anime Podcast. I hope you guys enjoyed it. If you haven't already, make sure you visit our website, alltheanime.com. There you can get information on all of our products and whatnot there. If you want to hit us up on social, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. We are All the Anime, or you can type in the respective URL and simply put All the Anime immediately after. 
Any closing thoughts anyone would like to impart before we conclude? Keith? Watch Cardcaptors, it's great. What, as in the Nickelodeon one or Cardcaptor Sakura? Watch Julian. Oh, I'm sorry, Mr. Madison. Pedantic. Yes, watch Cardcaptors. Cardcaptor Sakura. God damn it. On all four. Oh, perfect. Cat? Don't forget to cap- capture. <laughs> sorry, let me start that again. Do you want to try that again? No, don't, don't, cap- don't capture the COVID. Leave that don't alone. That. Yeah. Oh, yeah, wash your hands. And uh, don't forget, the only thing you should be catching is Carcat to Sakura on all four. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Andy? Uh, yeah, I, I think it, it holds up really well. So, yeah, watch Carcat to Sakura and do so while eating some quote-unquote hot cakes. Oh, dude, that's what they call them in Japan, man. Followed, up by, Japan. Some, followed up by some strawberry ice. But yeah. they're in Japan. Extra large, actually. Extra large strawberry <laughs> Extra large strawberry ice. ice. Watch out for ice. that brain freeze. I feel like I should change the name of this episode now to Hot Cakes. Hot Cakes. <laughs> hot Cakes. That's a very different sort of podcast, Jeremy. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's the after hours one. <laughs> that's tonight. It's fine. <laughs> folks we'll thank you very much for- <laughs> yes <laughs> thank you very much for listening everybody what I will say is that the next show that Andy and I will be recording is on Monday if you have joined in on the watch along for Cardcaptor Sakura let us know what you thought of the episodes throw us a message on Twitter use that hashtag ask all the anime I hope you like it Exactly, let us know what you thought of it. Or, you know, hit us up on Facebook as well when we put out the questions on Sunday, most likely, or the request for questions, I should say. And also, let us know how you did in the quiz. You know, did you get all the questions right? Do you dispute anything that I've said? Maybe the particular <laughs> phrasing? No, don't. <laughs> let, uh, let us know, because I'm, sure I, I, I'm sure I will not want to hear about it. Keith makes a fake account. <laughs> <laughs> I think you'll find, Jeremy. I think you'll find. It's actually some of the cars, not all of them. <laughs> <laughs> so, folks, thank you very much for listening have a great weekend stay safe all of you out there and hope this has helped pass some of the time for you from all of us we will talk to you soon bye 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 take care bye